We'll do Canto 5, Chapter 11. <coughs> This is Jada Bharat instructs King Rahogana. Uh, somebody has to mute. Hmm? The Brahmana Jada Bharat said, "My dear King, although you are not at all experienced, you are trying to speak like a very experienced man. Consequently, you cannot be considered an experienced person." an experienced person does not speak the way you are speaking about the relationship between a master and a servant or about the material pains and pleasures they are simply external activities any advanced experienced man considered the absolute truth that does not talk this way if you recollect in the last story we have heard about the king getting carried in the palanquin and the person was moving around in such a way so that he is asked why is he doing like this so from there onwards we are carrying on the story so let us see how we proceed further my dear king talk of the relationship between the master and the servant the king and the subject and so forth are simply talks about material activities people interested in material activities which are expounded in the vedas are intent on performing material sacrifices and placing faith in the material activities for such people spiritual advancement is definitely not manifest so this is a talk between the king and the realized being so the realized being is telling the king when the king started scolding him about the way he was carrying and the duties of a servant and the master the spiritual being is telling the king that these activities that you are talking about are related to the material world they are not related to the spiritual world we normally have this disconnect in our world that we keep on mixing things between material and spiritual what is right in material is wrong in spiritual and what is wrong in what is right in spiritual is wrong in material think about it like this so whatever that we keep on thinking that in the material world there is a master and a servant in the spiritual world there is no master and a servant everybody is one in the name of god now in the name of god let us say there is a divine being in the spiritual world he is a realized person now the realized person is doing let us say for example he is eating meat or he is eating dog meat for that matter okay now what happens the material being or the one who is on the path on the path of spiritual that means what we call as a sadhak a sadhak will say my guru is eating dog meat how is it possible he is not supposed to do that but this dog meat being eaten by the master has no value for the master whereas for the material being it has a lot of you will say it is not the right thing to do uh, this is a story which i had written a few years uh, months back you know it's about uh, naropa and tilopa the master was eating dog meat at that point in time so just to give you an idea that the realized being doesn't have even the iota of knowledge that he is doing something like that his body is performing actions but for the material being 
the action seems to be absolutely wrong. One of the greatest sages of all times, who has written a very beautiful treatise, he ha- he used to visit the a prostitute very regularly, and it so happens that one night it is raining very hard. So he still wants to visit her. So he crosses the river, which is overflowing. and he comes to the house of this prostitute and there is no light in the downstairs room and he sees there is a light upstairs so he says he keeps on knocking downstairs and nobody opens up over there so what happens is he says that maybe i should climb on the first floor and there is a tree branch which he climbs on and then he sees that there is a rope hanging so he catches hold of the rope and climbs up to that floor and he goes inside knocks on the window over there and goes inside that room and the prostitute is very surprised he sees a wet man coming inside and he looks at him and he says my god why have you come in such heavy rain so he says i have come all the way for you so she says how did you climb up i mean what exactly you came from the window that is very surprising how did you climb up so he says you know there is a rope hanging over there so i caught hold of the rope and i climbed it so she says what rope and they go near the window and they see that it is not a rope it's a very lengthy python so they come inside and she says the amount of passion that you are showing for me you know for this material worldly thing if you show even little bit of passion for god you will reach the highest zenith in your life the moment she says this word it hits him very hard he drops everything over there goes away from there telling her that thank you very much and walks away from there and when he returns back he is a realized being and once he is realized he visits the prostitute every single day and he calls her his master she becomes his teacher because she is the one who pointed out these things to him now when you look at this story from the material perspective it looks like a very passionate person who has no idea about the material world the way he was going to her now somebody going in this kind of a rain and climbing on top of the you know the first floor with the snake hanging sounds so desperate but now once you see it from the spiritual perspective you will find that now the story has taken a turn she has become the master of that person so everything that you see from the material point of view is the wrong stuff in spiritual and what is right in spiritual is wrong in the material so we should never mix up these two worlds together because they are not going to be mixing around so that is the reason why over here jada bharat is telling king rahugana what is he saying talk of relationship between the master and the servant the king and the subject and so forth are simply talk about material activities people interested in material activities which are expounded in the vedas are intent on performing material sacrifices so the material beings what they do is they use this kind of knowledge 
which is given in the Vedas and the Shastras for the purpose of the material. That is the reason why if you look at Ramayana and Mahabharata, these are mythical stories. They appear like myths and they are only catering towards the material worldly people because they can think in terms of Ram, Sita, Lakshman, Ravan and so on and so forth. Where does the Adhyatma come into play? Where does the spiritual aspect come into play? They do not, they are not spiritual stories, they are material worldly stories. It's talking about some king winning some battle and so on and so forth. And the maximum that these people will look at is they will convert him into a into a god and and pray to him for no rhyme or reason without understanding the truth. That is why the adhyatmic part, which is the spiritual aspect of these stories, can never be understood by the material worldly beings. So these people are intent on performing sacrifices and placing faith in their material activities. For such people, spiritual advancement is definitely not manifest. For those kind of people who consider these kind of activities, which are the material type of activities, for them, these activities are going to lead them nowhere. They are not going to give them any kind of spiritual advancement. A dream becomes automatically known to a person as false and immaterial. And similarly, one eventually realizes that material happiness in this life or the next on this planet or higher planet is insignificant. When one realizes this, the Vedas, although an excellent source, are insufficient to bring about direct knowledge of the truth. So what is mentioned over here, you have to know. What happens is in the Vedas and the Shastras it is written that if you do this kind of a puja, if you attain, if you do this and if you do that, you will get spiritual advancement. You will get this and you will get that. The different kinds of fruits are mentioned over there. These kind of fruits which are basic fruits can be achieved. But the spiritual advancement can never be achieved because it is insufficient knowledge. And the insufficient knowledge can never be made sufficient by material people. You require a spiritual master. That is why Jadabharat is going to now instruct the king. Because he becomes the spiritual master. As long as the mind of the living entity is contaminated by the three modes of material nature, that is Sattva, Rajas and Tamas, his mind is exactly like an independent, uncontrolled elephant. It simply expands his jurisdiction of pious and impious activities by using the senses. The result is that, that the living entity remains in the material world to enjoy and suffer pleasures and pains due to material activity. Now I would like you to think about it, what do your parents or the people associated in this material world, what do they think of spiritual activities? You will come to know that they will say you should visit this temple, you should do that, you should do this homa, this puja, this thing, that thing. You should give money to the poor and perform all kinds of sacrifices, give so many kilos of pedas and so much of flowers and so on and so forth. These are, these are material worldly people and this is the thing that they will advise. That is not going to give any spiritual advancement to anybody. Nobody in this world will ever get an advancement by doing this kind of things. The spiritual advancement again will come about by understanding the essence of these kind of scriptures. So the essence is the most important. 
because the mind is absorbed in desire for pious and impious activities because the mind is always in, in, interested in getting to the result how will i get money how will i get children how will i get a house so on and so forth people are interested in only this this these are basically pious or impious thing pious impious this will become pious means okay i want to become i want to go to this heaven and i want to go to that heaven those kind of things it is naturally subject to the transformation of lust and anger in other way in this way it becomes attracted to material sense enjoyments in other words the mind is conducted by the modes of goodness passion and ignorance that is sattva rajas and tamas there are 11 senses and five material elements and out of these 16 items the mind is the chief therefore the mind brings about birth in different types of bodies through demigods human beings animals and birds when the mind is situated in a higher or a lower position it accepts a higher or a lower material body so do you recollect the thing that that i told you that it is the mind body which travels not the physical body the physical body gets destroyed in the material plane it goes back to the earth once again but the mind body is the one which travels from one place to the other to the other to the other it contains all the database of the karma that is there it it is literally like a blueprint of everything that you have done so what happens is when the mind body travels it starts picking up bodies bodies in the sense after you die this this particular mind body will go and may become one of these what are the things that it can become it can become a demigod if you need be you can become a demigod you want to become an indra also you can become not that you can't you can become that or you can become a human being you can become a animal you can become a bird or anything for that matter so it accepts a higher or a lower material body the materialistic mind covers the living entity's soul carries it to different species of life this is called continued material existence due to the mind the living entity suffers or enjoys material distress and happiness being thus illusion the mind further creates pious and impious activities and their karma and thus the soul becomes conditioned a conditioned soul will be trapped continuously in birth and death birth and death so it's a cycle of birth and death by doing all kinds of pious or impious activities the karmic loop is continuous and it will proceed further and further the mind makes the living entity within this material world wander through different species of life and thus the living entity experiences mundane affairs in different forms as human beings demigods fat person skinny person and so forth learned scholars say that bodily appearance bondage liberation are the cause of mind now this you can tell those people in the world who think you know that body fat is associated with something else it is associated with the mind skinny people is associated with the mind our scriptures are talking about this since so many thousands of years learned scholars say that the bodily appearance see you will find that there are certain things which happen to us either we eat more we eat less either we are happy or we are sad you will find that those people who have very big tension on their head will always look very sad in their life there they will be bent down like this 
Who is the one who makes them bend? It's the mind. Sometimes people, when they have no activity to do, they keep on eating and eating and eating and eating. You know, no? So this is the mind telling them, since you have nothing to do, eat. That is also there. Sometimes you will find that there are depressive people. People who may just for no rhyme or reason say, I am depressed. I am very very much in problem. There are so many problems in the material world. My world is coming to an end. These are associated with the mind. And the mind is actually a non, you know, it, it basically doesn't exist yet. For these people it has become such a powerful thing. Again, have you noticed people, they cannot sit in one place for at one time. They keep on shifting like this, like this, like this, like this. They keep on moving. Or you will find that somebody is rotating the head and saying, I got a pain in the neck. Why? Because I have terrible tensions at the back of my neck. Why is this happening? All because of mind. Think about it. The mind makes the living entity within the material world wander through different species of life. If you cannot control your mind, in the next life you may become uh, maybe an Air India statue which keeps on going like this, like this in your... Okay? (laughs) So be careful. (laughs) And thus the living entity experiences mundane affairs. These are called mundane affairs. Why are they called mundane affairs? An empty mind is a devil's workshop, we say, isn't it? When you have nothing to do, your mind is going to throw up stories. It is going to tell you you are sick. It is going to tell you you are not feeling well. It is going to tell you you got pain in whatever part of the body. It has nothing to do. Remember this. Or, suppose you have worked the whole day. Then it is going to tell you, oh, you have got so much of stress. You have got so much of problems in your life. You work so hard. The maximum, remember these words, the maximum that can anything can happen to a person who works the whole day would be tiredness. That's it. And tiredness is not connected to the mind. It is connected to the body. The physical body will get tired. Your mind is absolutely active even in your tiredness. Suppose somebody says and he says, you know, come on, there is a new Salman Khan movie going on. Let us go for that. The tiredness may vanish and you may suddenly go for the movie and then you will see the movie for three hours. How did that tiredness go? Or your best friend turns up from somewhere and then you may sit the whole night chatting with him. How, where did that tiredness go? So understand, these are basically, you can control all these things if you know how to control your mind. So he says, these, ex- these people experience mundane affairs in different forms as human beings. These are called mundane affairs. What are the mundane affairs? Who are these mundane affairs people? Demigods. Gods themselves are facing it by the way. Fat people, skinny people. Those who are fat and those who are skinny. Both are ha- happening because of mind. And so forth. Learned scholars say this bodily appearance, bondage. What does bondage mean? Bondage means... I have to do it because my mother-in-law says so. I have to do it because my boss has said so or something has happened. You know, we give we give so many fantastic reasons for doing things. Bondage is of different, different kinds. What kind of bondage do we have? Bondage we have of a kind where you will be literally forcing. Actually, 
nobody else in the world has put a gun against your head with your right hand you have put a gun against your own head and you are saying okay now do it think about it it is so stupid bondage is like that you force yourself into doing some things you force yourself into getting tied up in certain actions we ourselves go and tie our hands up and say you know now i am tied up what to do so in uh, in tarot cards there is a uh, there is one uh, card which says the hanged man you know the hanged man is a very funny creature he is hung by the legs ups upside down on a pole and his hands are tied behind and his eyes are shut with uh, this thing that is not a hanged man that is a stupid man he is gone and done something to himself by hanging himself upside down and his hands are tied behind how can that be so this is what is called the hangman hangman is not hung by this head till he is dead no nothing like that so we ourselves tie ourselves up in all kinds of bondage then what else is there liberation liberation can come to a person only with the mind you should say i am free an avduta is free there is no mind in his case he is absolutely free so all these are caused by the mind when the living entity's mind becomes absorbed in sense gratification of the material world it brings about this conditioned life and suffering with within the material situation however when the mind becomes unattached to material enjoyment it becomes the cause of liberation when the flame in a lamp burns the wick improperly the lamp is blackened but when the lamp is filled with ghee and burning properly there is bright illumination similarly when the mind is absorbed in material sense gratification it causes suffering and when detached from material sense is gratification it brings about the original brightness of krishna consciousness anything associated with desire all kinds of actions associated with desire if you have an action associating with end results and desires it's always going to lead you towards bondage think about it just a few days ago there was a small child the child was put in a school a 2 year old child being put in a school the school said demanded that when you are joining in you have to pay 90000 rupees as admission money the school was under a blacklist because one somebody from the school has raped a, a, a minor in the school so naturally that school particular school is under the shadow so some of the parents went to the school and said we will pull out the child the school said clearly we are not going to return the money on one side you have yourself succumb to that and on the other side you want to take out the child because there is a problem so now you are going to put a child in another school there again you will have to pay the money who is encouraging this kind of things this is encouraged by the parents themselves which is encouraged by us isn't that a kind of a bondage 
If you go to some of the best schools in town, they don't take even one paisa as donation. I'm I'm telling you the truth. Not one rupee they will take in donation. They will give admission in the least possible fees. Why? Because they are not bothered about reaching some goal in their life or making money or something. They are interested in the child welfare. So they will not charge you much. But those who are interested in making money, they will keep on asking money for everything, isn't it? So you got to be careful what kind of a bondage you are getting into. I went to a very fancy school to get admission. And the principal over there told me that you have to pay 1 lakh rupees as donation. I told him I am a poor man, I don't have any money. For 10 minutes he argued with me. Finally he said give me 50,000, okay I will reduce it. Finally I told him no I am sorry sir I don't have money. Then he started negotiating and he came to 25,000 and then I think 20,000. Finally he says see sir please if you don't give me these 20,000 now I will lose my job. He is a principal of a, a school which, em, which has got thousands and thousands of students and in, among the top three or four top schools in, in Bangalore city. And think about what he was talking. He was behaving like an idiot and telling me that if I don't give him the money, he is going to lose his job because he has to collect that money from everybody. What kind of an institution are you sending your child to? Finally, I didn't take the admission because the moment when I was going out, I heard the drill teacher call out to a, a, another a student over there in a four-letter dirty word. I said, if this is the kind of language the, the principal is talking and the teacher is talking, what kind of education are they going to give to the children? So you have to get out of this kind of a bondage. Don't get into it. Have the integrity to shun these kind of things. So you need to understand that at the end of the day you are also responsible but not at the cost of bondage. It has to be always, you should be thinking in terms of liberation. So the mind is absorbed in material sense gratification, it causes suffering. It is bound to cause suffering. And when detached from this kind of material sense gratification, it brings about Krishna consciousness. That means when you are not at all bothered about these kind of things and please understand this one thing I have always been told that this can never be done but it is it is possible if you look you will find remember this if you look you will find I have a few people over here in not in this satsang but there are people in this world who met me they kept on saying, this is not possible, that is not possible, this is impossible, that is impossible. I told them there is nothing impossible in this world. Everything is possible. You just have to put your heart to it and you will find it. So, if somebody says that there is, they, I don't, I cannot find a single school which doesn't take money. I can show them a list of schools which do not take money. So, always keep your self open to these kind of things. There are five working senses and five knowledge acquiring senses. There are also the false ego. In this way there are eleven items for the mind's function. O hero, the object of the senses such as sound and touch, the organic activities such as evacuation and different types of bodily bodies, 
society friendship and personality are considered by learned scholars the field of activity for the function of mind what are the functions of mind you will see there are so many functions of mind there are 11 sense organs is what was mentioned over there so what do these senses do they have different different kinds of functionalities so five working senses and five this is the these are organs of senses and organs of action so these are 5 plus 5 and the last one is called the mind that is 11 in total so they have false ego i am the greatest i am i can do this i can do that this kind of things which are there they are called false ego there is no such thing as an ego per se but a person creates the ego saying that i am the best i am this i am that so many things then in this way there are 11 items for the mind's function oh hero the object of these are sound and touch remember hearing is connected to sound smelling remember eyes taste like that there are different kinds of activities associated in our sense organs so we have the various kinds of senses and organs associated with it the organic activities such as evacuation and all are also done by this bodily action organs of action there are different types of bodies society friendship and personality these are considered by the learned scholar the field of activity in the functions of mind remember what i said about oh, there are different varnashrams right these are there these, these activities who has distinguished them mind has created them everything is created by mind friendship oh this one is a good friend of mine and after some time you may say oh that one is a great enemy of mine <laughs> so the friendship can turn into becoming enemies and enemies can become friends as well so these things are also there which can happen sound touch form taste and smell are the objects of five knowledge acquiring senses this you know very well speech touch movement evacuation and sexual intercourse are the object of the working senses this also you know very well besides this there is another conception by which one thinks this is my body this is my society this is my family and this is my nation so on and so forth this 11th function that of the mind is called the false ego everybody says this is my mother this is my father this is my son this is my daughter every person who says these words it is connected only to the mind the mind has given you the idea that these are your relatives after that what have they said society i belong to this country and i belong to that society i come from higher regions of the society i stay in in the in the jopardpatti and this kind of societal differentiations that we have then family nation this is my body you cannot do this to me that is your mind that's your problem this is my body you cannot do this this is how i behave we have bodily conceptions also i look good so the person will say hey look at me i look handsome or i look beautiful this is connected to the mind alone that is the 11th function that of the mind is called false ego this is all this is called false ego that means body society family and nation all these are connected to the mind and this is all false ego it keeps on telling you where you belong 
so how how people fight for their nations when they are playing the football match you remember this is my country i will fight for this country this is cricket match and people will root for their country and so on and so forth this is all false ego according to some philosophers this is the 12th function and its field of activity is the body which you know the physical element nature the original cause culture destiny and the time elements are all material causes agitated by these material causes the 11 functions transforms into hundreds of functions and then into thousands and then into millions by this transformation do not take place automatically by mutual combination rather they are under the direction of the supreme personality of godhead now what happens is when you mix all these things together what happens this is my family i have to work very hard for my family don't you say these words of course or you will say this is my nation i have to bring glory to the nation don't you say these words this is what your mind is telling you mind is not telling you you should lose this trophy is not telling you you should come last in the class is always telling you to rise higher and higher okay so agitated by these material causes the 11 functions transform into hundreds of functions what does it do it tells you that you are supposed to do this you are supposed to do that various kinds of activities come into play from one to another to another to another to another it's a chain reaction that comes about the individual soul bereft of krishna consciousness has many ideas and activities created in the mind by the external energy and have been existing from time immemorial sometimes they are manifest in the waking state and in the dream state but during deep sleep or trance they disappear a person who is liberated in life can see all these things vividly all these activities connected to the body the mind the society the people around you the nation everything all these activities or culture we are all connected to all these things by the mental ability of what we want to become or what you are then what has been happening this has been happening since time immemorial they manifest in the waking state only when you are awake will you think of these activities do you know that when you are sleeping you don't even know whom you are sleeping next to you cannot even recognize your own parents your own brothers or sisters or your own children in the deep sleep do you recognize anybody no not at all you have no cognition absolutely no idea of who they are or what you are also you don't even know that you exist you are only breathing your body is working yet you don't know that you are there so this person who can understand that all this is nothing but nonsense person who can stand outside and look at it and say all this is a part and parcel of maya's play such a type of a person is called jivan mukt he is a liberated soul so a person who is liberated in this life can see all these things vividly he can actually be a witness to it today we were discussing about witness state a witness is a person who watches all these things happen yet doesn't get involved in the action he stays aloof from all the actions that means let us say for example somebody is doing something wrong or somebody is doing something right this person may not even interfere in those kind of activities but the world is definitely going to say to him you know when you see atrocities happening in this world why can you not raise your voice 
we are not talking about fearful people we are not talking about such kind of people when there is somebody eve teasing at that point in time some four gundas are eve teasing a girl at that point in time everybody keeps quiet because of fear they are not keeping quiet because they are liberated jivan mukt people okay they are called jivan mukt mukt means they are getting the free show in front of them they enjoy this kind of activities so please understand these people are not jivan mukt they just want to be a part of that entire entourage over there those who have seen these movies where they show you know the gladiators are fighting you know the gladiators movies you will see the whole stadium is filled with people wanting to see each other those two people kill each other or if you have been for bull fights you have seen some bull fights in some movies zindagi na milegi dobara or something like that you will find that people enjoy that kind of thing what is there to enjoy i don't know it is nothing but rajasik activity again throwing tomatoes at each other and you know getting drenched in those tomatoes i don't know what is that tomatina festival and all that what is this are you not wasting them are you not doing something worthless but you may say that's an activity which is bringing the people together of course even in a bar or in a pub people are coming together you really think that they are coming for that activity you should go and observe try to study each person's mind you will come to know what which tomatoes they have come to see actually they have come to do all sorts of wrong activities over there so understand their mind is wicked dirty and this is basically what they are looking for it's a cheap thrill and that is the reason why in those who are in the krishna consciousness state they don't interfere with these kind of idiots because these are ignorant people they do whatever that comes to their mind whether it is happiness or sadness they are least bothered about it they stay away from all these activities these are jivan mukt people there are two kinds of kshetragnya the living entity as explained above and the supreme personality of godhead who is explained as follows kshetragnya you remember this is the verse from the bhagavad gita as well Reco- recollect the verse kshetra and kshetragnya we are going to do the same verse over here as again he is the all pervading cause of creation he is full of himself and does not depend on others he is perceived by hearing and direct perception he is self effulgent and does not experience birth death old age and disease he is the controller of all the demigods beginning with lord brahma he is called narayana and he is the shelter of the living entities and after the annihilation of the material world he is full of all appearances and he is the resting place of everything material he is therefore known as vasudev the supreme personality of god and by his own potency he is present within the heart of all living entities just as the air or the vital force is within the bodies of all living beings moving and non moving in this way he controls his body in his partial feature the supreme personality of godhead enters all bodies and controls them now simple example i will give you kshetra and the kshetragnya okay now kshetra is the field of activity there is a field of activity all right now let us say for example you are seeing the computer screen there is somebody in front of the computer screen and the person in front of the computer screen is making some actions suppose i am shaking my hand this way 
can you see the image is also doing the same thing or if you are digging your nose then you can see that person also digging nose okay so any kind of activity that is going on in front of the screen is replicated in the mirror image inside all right now think about it the mirror image is the world of maya the world of maya the mirror the image in the mirror is the world of maya the one in front of the mirror and the mirror itself is the divine consciousness think about it the one in front of the mirror doesn't even do any activity okay by the will by his will alone just imagine he is not even moving his face he is not even moving his hands but without moving his hands or without moving his face or any of the part of the being that he is the image in the mirror is doing actions think isn't it like a picture screen a picture screen is a screen where there you can see the hero and the heroine and the love story and the maybe a tragic story something like that is happening but is that people really there in that screen there is nothing over there the whole world is appearing like this mirror or this screen this film screen people in the screen are doing something or the other they are doing some activity inside whereas there is nobody in front in the picture hall what happens is you are sitting in a dark space and you are watching that entire screen light up with the entire story happening you are the witness you are witnessing in darkness that entire scene happening in front of you now go back to vasudev let us go back to the narayana state he is watching the whole thing in front of him this entire world of maya is getting enacted it is in the mirror think about it what is actually happening he is not doing anything what was it that was said about him he doesn't do anything see he is self effulgent and does not experience birth death old age disease he is a controller of demigods beginning with lord brahma he is called narayana he is a shelter of living entities and annihilation of the material world he is full of all opulences and he is resting place of everything material therefore he is known as vasudev by his own potency only his power with his own potency he presents within the heart so now think about it he is standing in front of this side of the mirror and inside there are multiple people with his power he has created that entire scene with his power he has created that person and every person is his own creation isn't it now i want you to think what does the person in the mirror think the person in the mirror thinks i am the one who is outside is the person in the mirror real it is unreal it's only an image it's only an image there is nobody in front of me there is only one computer in front of me think 
there is nothing in front of me there is only a computer somewhere some people are sitting in different parts of the world so this image is creating this kind of activity inside the one inside the computer the one inside the mirror the one inside the mind thinks i am doing this i am doing this so i am great there is not, nothing great in the in the film screen isn't it some people are enacting a role there is nobody on the screen even even suppose there is a villain and he is doing something to the heroine can you take a stone and throw think about it you are sitting in a theater and there is a screen and the villain is doing something can you take a stone or or the bottle which you are having with you and throw on the screen you think it's going to hit that villain over there nothing is going to happen <laughs> because it's a screen and the the villain in the screen nothing will happen to him isn't it because it's only a screen so this material world is nothing but a screen alone we are enacting roles so then what is real only the divine is real only the one who is outside that mirror you know one who is planning this whole activity inside he is the only one that is real that is where discrimination comes into play got it my dear king rahugana as long as the conditioned soul accepts the material body it is not freed from the contamination of the material enjoyment and as long as he does not conquer his six enemies and come to the platform of self realization by waking up his spiritual practice knowledge he has to wander among different places and different species of life in this material world till he doesn't wake up to the spiritual world he is keeping on going round and round in this cycle of birth and death the soul designation the mind is the cause of all tribulation in the material world next time somebody says this remember this line my problems are because of the mind can you understand these words the soul's designation we believe the soul is in our body isn't it so we say it is a designated place is supposed to be the mind and think about it and that is the cause of all the problems in the material world as long as this fact is unknown to the conditioned living entity he has to accept the miserable condition of the material body and wander within the universe in different positions because of the mind is affected by disease lamentations illusions attachments greed and enmity and it creates bondage and a false sense of intimacy within the material world think about it i'll take you through one one word lamentation when does a person lament a person laments when he is lost something isn't it i have lost my world i don't have this i don't have that when these people keep on saying these kind of things there is a problem so that is lamentation then the next one is illusions we are illu- we are creatures of illusion we keep on thinking beautiful stuff when it actually doesn't exist it is like you are creating a story in the mind thinking about some illusory girlfriend or boyfriend in the world that is illusion attachment when you have attachment to different different things even a simple attachment to even a takia you know a pillow if somebody takes the pillow how much you get angry isn't it someone else comes and takes the pillow or 
somebody takes your chappal and goes away you are going to get angry greed and enmity all these creates bondage and a false sense of intimacy within the material world these all these things create intimacy or bondage bondage means what you will find that i met somebody that person says you know i was i have been uh, going around with this girl for the last 8 or 10 years i said very good then what happened we are going to get married oh you are going to get married after how many years no we have been thinking about it so why have been you been thinking about it you wanted to get married you could have got married right in the first few months that you met isn't it no she has to first you know settle down in the job and that person has to settle down and that has to happen and then house has to happen and then children uh, sorry you know children will the happen that there is going to be a problem isn't it so not children <laughs> and there, so many things you know i i got to gather money you think money is going to give you happiness in the material world i don't know money will be the root cause of all your problems in the material world because tomorrow no once you get married this is my money and this is your money is going to happen you go and spend the money on buying some nice canon camera and see for yourself what happens ah or otherwise uh, let the wife go for a spa for 1000 dollars spa and see what happens <laughs> so you can going to go bad so the man goes mad and the woman goes mad my money and your money this is what happens in the material world and then what else this is attachment all kinds of attachments they bring nothing but misery and ruin and that is the reason why you should never get into false sense of intimacy what is this false sense of intimacy false sense of intimacy is that which happens when you just imagine things in your mind imagine things oh i am going to do this oh i am going to do that this is what is going to happen that is what is going to happen people plan their entire 200 years of their life you know but that is not how it works it doesn't work like that so the sense of intimacy in the material world is a creation is a false creation of the mind and you need to get out of it this uncontrolled mind is the greatest enemy of the living entity if one neglects it or gives it a chance it will grow more and more powerful and will become victorious the mind you know if you give it a chance little bit it's like that camel and the uh, arab you remember the story of the camel and the arab in the desert there is this uh, you know it's very cold in the night and the camel is sitting outside and uh, the the arab is inside the tent so slowly he peers out and he sees the poor camel is sitting you know and his nose has become cold over there outside you know the camel's nose is wet so he's become cold so he says i will allow the camel to put his nose inside my tent which is warm so the camel puts his nose inside the tent after sometimes he feels you know his head must be getting cold i should allow him to put his head and finally what happens in the end is the camel is inside the tent and the arab is outside the tent this is exactly what happens when you give the mind a chance to work its magic the mind is like a camel you give it little bit of leeway it's going to capture your entire body and your imagination full full to and then 70 mm stereophonic sound with all star wars and what not will happen over there 
Just give it little chance. See what happens. Big story happens. <laughs> so that is the reason why. Think, these are not foolish examples. These are examples which are going to open your eyes. Understand how important these lines are. We always dwell in our minds continuously. We keep on making judgments. We keep on drawing conclusions with our minds saying that this is the right thing to do. Do you really know what is the right thing to do? What is right thing to do is going to happen to you in destiny. You have no choice, sir. Absolutely no choice. What is destined is anyway going to happen. You can do all kinds of, you know, Tathaya, Kathakali, Kuchipudi and all those, you know, Bharat Natyam in your mind. But still, what is destined in your life is anyway going to happen. So you, you can't do all kinds of gymnastics. So the uncontrolled mind is the greatest enemy of the living entity. Remember these words. If one neglects it or gives it a chance. When does neglect happen? Neglect happens when you let go. Let go. You know, when you let go of the mind, you can imagine, it's like a, it's like a mad elephant. It will keep on going all over. Uh, you have seen that uh, genie in that, you know, he goes round, 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 round in that uh, whirlpool. That whirlwind and he creates that. I have seen that movie where he is a green color fellow. What's his name? Uh, his eyes pop out like that. You know. Huh? Yeah, the mask. He's like the mask, you know. He goes mad and he can create hundred things out of his body. Some guns and some this thing and that thing. And You remember seeing that mask. Our mind is like this mask. When it is peaceful, it is like that uh, fellow who is is uh, he uh, very quiet chap. Otherwise, it becomes a mask and it does all sorts of havoc in the world. So, when it is given a chance, it will grow more and more powerful and become victorious. It is going to have victory over you. Although it is not factual, it is very strong. It is not real. This this mind is absolutely not real. It is not factual. And yet it becomes stronger by the day. It covers constitutional position of the soul and it takes over the soul. O king, please try to conquer this mind by the weapon of the service of the lotus feet of the spiritual master and of the supreme personality of God and do this with great care. How do you overcome the mind? You can overcome the mind with two things. One is to do seva, the seva bhavana to the spiritual master. And second one is towards the Supreme Divine Consciousness. So please try to conquer this mind by the weapon of the service to the lotus feet of the spiritual master and of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Do this with great care. So the only way, the only prescribed method, understand this, there is no prescribed method of overcoming your mind. You can go to the greatest of the shrinks, you know, greatest of the psychiatrist and nobody, he will not be able to train your mind into anything. (laughs) He can make you a vegetable, of course. You can remove the mind and you can become a, a vegetable or an animal, yes. But controlling the mind can only be done when you are at the service of the lotus feet of the spiritual master and of the supreme personality of Godhead. You have to do this with extreme care. So, your service to the master and God is the only way in which mind can be controlled. 
So we have come to the end of the fifth canto, eleventh chapter, titled Jada Bharat instructs King Raogana. Tomorrow we will do the next conversation between them. So we have finished. You can stop over here.